Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four, three to two. Presley gets the job done in the ninth, and he leaves Correa in the on-deck circle and sends Houston to the American League Championship Series for a matchup in the Lone Star State with the Texas Rangers. Congratulations to the Houston Astros, punching another ticket, seven straight to the ALCS. American League Championship Series, they beat the Twins. Great stuff. Now they play the Rangers. Texas, you've never felt better about yourself. Yep. And we're only going to make you feel even better about yourself today because we have on Texas legend, Brock Holt. Brock Holt singing the praises of Nathan Avaldi, singing the praises of his Rangers that he grew up rooting for. Also a member of the unforgettable 2021 Texas Rangers team, which he kind of classified as single A, double A maybe, but... Brock is always great, and he's on today. Also, want to make note, baseball isn't boring, at BB isn't boring, socials, Twitter, Instagram, Evan doing a great job. Also, fanduel.com slash boring, win, get free money, get more free money by winning, and you know who's on the verge of getting a lot, a lot of free money, is our guy Pap. Jonathan Papelbon is nine wins away after last night. Of $150,000. $150,000. He bet the Phillies to win the World Series. The Phillies, one win away from advancing to the NLCS to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. Speak of the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm going to play this again for you. I know I played it yesterday on the BIB on the go, or BIB Vault, the old, we, we resurfaced Tori Lovello's interview. But I'm going to do it again because I love it so much. Here is Tori Lovello's speech that he gave to the Arizona Diamondbacks before the season. 
We are who we are. We are not a big market team. We're not going to go out there, but we create from within. The opportunity is here. These we're, we're the boys that can go out there and do it together, and we fight together and pull on the same rope together every single day. Special things can happen, and I will continue to talk about that, and we embrace it. We embrace the challenge of playing inside of the NL West with a $100 million payroll compared to a $300 million payroll. Go ahead and buy your team. We're going to find a way to slug it out with you. Let's go. Let's go. Let them buy their teams. All right. They beat the Dodgers. Diamondbacks moving on. See if they play the Phillies or the Braves. Well, like I said, we have Brock Colt on today. Brock's always great. It's been on a few different times. But we thought it was good because he has such a great perspective of the Rangers and also of the guy. We talk so much about finding the get-on-my-back-boys pitcher the starting pitcher that you just know is going to get the job done. And there's no better example of that than Nathan Avaldi. We saw it once again the other night. And Brock, if I, don't, if I don't, didn't need to tell you, or if I was just telling you that he's friends with Avaldi, that he knew Avaldi, that he was teammates with Avaldi, if you need any proof of any of that, just listen to the end of this podcast where he gets texts from Avaldi during the podcast. So... Obviously, great stuff. So rate, review, subscribe. We're marching through. It's been a great week. It's going to be, continue to be a great couple weeks heading into the World Series. And I also want to make note, pour one out, the godfather, Joe Kelly, season came to an end. Dodgers lose, like we said, to the Diamondbacks. We will have a very special tribute to the godfather some point soon. Because what a year that he's gone through. Obviously, everybody knows that he launched this movement, this this saying, this podcast, really. And so he went through a lot this year, a lot. And he punctuated with a bunch of 100-mile-an-hour fastballs and dominating for the Dodgers. So hopefully we'll have him on in the coming weeks. Let him... You know, be with his family, a family that's bigger than it was a year ago. And just, uh, we just want to say how much we appreciate Joe and how we really understand, like, what a great season and what a roller coaster of a season this guy had. If you ever want to see a baseball player or get an idea of how long a year is or a season is for any baseball player, reflect on Joe's year. Ending up with a mural on a wall and beginning, obviously, in Chicago. Anyway, so we'll get to that later. But today is another teammate of Joe's. It's Brock Holt, Texas legend Brock Holt. Listen, I'm not from Texas, so we needed someone who was from Texas. And not only from Texas, a Texas legend. I mean, Davy Crockett. Uh, give me some other Texas legends. Yeah, who else? Davy Crockett. Um, <laughs> Nolan Ryan. I mean, Nolan Ryan's a good one. Nate Uvaldi. Yeah, we're going to get to him. He's, he's officially yeah, Nate, cemented himself as a Texas legend. Yeah. Uvaldi and, and, and um, I mean, I guess you got George Bush, you know. Yeah. George Bush is a Texan. Some people might not like him, but um, 
you know, yeah. you, you, you get you get a little hairy. You get a little hairy with those politicians, Rob. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. We're this is this is a politics free zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, and Brock Holt. Those are the, those Brock are the, those are Brock Holt, Texas legend in so many ways. Um, all right. Well, the people wanted it. The people the people demanded it. The baseballs and boring people wanted it, especially after what we witnessed in the Texas Rangers. Their best moment in 12, 12 years? 12 years? Right? Is that right? Oh, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been time. a while. And it's it's cool to see, man. It's um, Shoot, when I was there in 21, that was probably the worst team I've ever played on. Really? Um, oh, dude, we were so bad. <laughs> and it, it's so cool to see because that stadium, that ballpark is, is the nicest stadium in baseball by far um so to to see it like it was last night you know finally we, we're getting a home game the rangers have been on the road for 87 days i think now so uh to finally get to see it packed and people were actually excited about texas ranger baseball it was pretty cool so but to, but um, wait so when you were playing on that worst team ever um I mean, the, you, you, it had just opened like what the year before they had the they had no, the play- so so the yeah the playoffs were there but you know, it wasn't but there was no fans right? there was no fans no fans they had fans they had fans but it was like every you know every other row and every sixth seat or whatever it was right. so it wasn't packed um, and we had some good crowds um, so the year I was there was the first year fans were allowed. And uh, first day, first opening, you know, we, we opened up in Kansas City, but then opening day at home, we had a good crowd. Um, and then we had some good crowds on the weekends. Um, but but you didn't get a uh, sense for you. Didn't, you couldn't get a sense for like, well, what would happen in that place? Like, it- no. So my so my I tell people all the time, even when I was playing there, it's like the difference between a place like Texas and a place like Boston where I, you know, where I spent most of my career is like the atmosphere is different. It was almost like people were coming to the games in Texas as a get out of the house type thing. Like, <laughs> like go to the, like go to the movies, especially, especially with the new ballpark, you know, they didn't have to go and sweat their asses off, you know, yeah, outside. Yeah. So it was actually like a lot nicer of a, of an experience for them. Um, but the fans would cheer when the, the jumbotron said, Hey, get loud, you know? Um, and it was just kind of like an evening out. Um, but last night it it seemed like they were locked in and, and ready to go for pitch one. So, and that's what it should be about, man. That's why, that's why October baseball playoff baseball is so much better than, than the regular, than the regular season, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, first of all, uh, we have to get right to it. Have you been asked to throw out the first pitch in the ALCS? I'm not, but I need to reach out. I was just texting with uh, – so it's funny. I uh, I grew up, obviously, Texas Rangers fan, huge Michael Young fan. Like, he's he's probably my favorite all-time player. Um, and I've gotten to know him over the years. Um, so I'm, I was texting with him. He's a special assistant now with the Rangers, uh, him and Ian Kinsler. So I was texting with them last night. And, um but uh, I need to get probably probably Michael Young is a better a All better right. choice a better choice for a first pitch than than Brock. No, no, say, no! But, Are you kidding me? Uh, Let's go! Uh, Let's but, go! Um, 
No, maybe they'll let me sing like the national anthem or something, or 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 the stars at night. I, or I don't. Bright, I, you know, in the I don't. I mean, Brock, you can do a lot of things. I actually just the other day, just a few days ago, was the five year anniversary of you making history, the only postseason cycle ever. Um, yeah, that was uh, October eighth, I believe. Congratulations for that. Yeah. So, so you can do a lot of things. You hold a couple major league records, slowest pitch. Slowly pitch, yeah. Holy, there's, been oh, a, right? there's been a there's been a few there's been a few few cool moments in my in my career, my lifetime. So I'm 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 happy for those. Um but yeah, I think well, um but I mean obviously all my buddies are Rangers fans, so you know, my best friend from back home, we 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 were t- talking last night during the game, we're texting, like everyone's fired up, man. Everyone's fired up for the Rangers. So But um, my point was I, go ahead. I'm scared. I'm scared though. I'm rooting for the twins and Vasquez to move on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some, some of the fans were chanting, we want Houston, we want Houston. And, and that never turns out good for whoever does that. So <laughs> no. as, as baseball fans, we need to learn to kind of pipe down and, and, and stay in our lane and just let whatever happens happen because the, we want chance, they never turn out good. For for the team that chants them, for the fans who chant them, so no. let's 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 keep quiet and just whatever happens happens, and we'll play whoever we play. Okay, uh, excellent advice. Um, especially you know everyone's getting excited, everyone's getting giddy. Um, but what I was going to say real quick is that you've done a lot of great things, and you have a lot of great accomplishments, and you have a lot of skills. I don't believe you know the words to the national anthem. So you oh, can't. I know. I mean, I know the words to the national anthem, but if I was singing it, game, I would, I would, I would mess the words up. You would, for, <laughs> well, you would look at that, fun. Nate Uvalde text message, right, right as we're doing our podcast about what he say, what he say, he said that means a lot coming from you, um, kissy face emoji. <laughs> so I, I texted him last night. I knew, you know, I just texted him after the game. Um, I said the Nate I know would have gone at least eight. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> and he laughed. He laughed, and he he replied this. I got a message back from him this morning, and it said like uh, I had a couple ten pitch at bats in there, and needed needed need to get the you know need to. Let me see. I'll, I'll pull it up real fast. Hold on. Yeah. He said I had two at bats that went over ten pitches. Have to quit trying so hard and just execute my pitches. And then I just said, "You're my favorite pitcher." Oh, so look at that! Look at that! Yeah, and that that Nate, that's, and that got that. Nate, Nate, Nate's an all time. Nate's an all time favorite for me, man. He's they don't they don't get much better than 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 Nate. So always rooting for him, regardless of where he's at, who he's playing for. All right, so tell me about Nate. So you know we we can talk about the Rangers, but tell me about Nate because. You know, that was you, you and I, you, you were obviously rode with him through 2018 through that run. And now everyone's waking up and saying, Oh, wait a second. This guy is really, really good. He's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. But, you know, I, so I looked at this Brock. So he, his team, I think he's had 13 postseason appearances. His team has lost three times, right? But the three times have have been the first time he lost was the eighteen inning game. That doesn't even count. That's a win. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, that was that was a win. Yeah, I think I was just I was just watching MLB Network, and and that's what they were talking about. He was like six and three or seven and three in in the postseason with like As a, a starter. Sub three, yeah, with a sub three ERA, and and one of his losses was the seven inning performance that he that he pitched in in eighteen that you know pretty much saved our entire pitching staff and and allowed us to go on a, to well, win the t- series. Well, take so. take me through take me through that because that's really where that like the legend was born with Nate because um you know we all we I was up in the press box eating 800 Dodger dogs but it was you know from your perspective as that was unfolding and I remember Joe um my co-author said that almost like everybody said no Nate don't go out there man don't do it don't or felt that way and and even Cora was like, it seemed like maybe he was like, hey, don't do it. You're like, you're a free agent, whatever it is. Yeah. He, he was just going to keep going. So he pitched six relief innings at 97 pitches. Um, so take me through, like, from your perspective of that. Yeah, I mean, I think in the moment it was just like – in the moment it was just like, let's get this game over with, right? Like, um, what's taking so long? Like, can we score, like – can they, you know, when we score, can we hold them? It was just like one of those things. Like you, you said you were eating 18 Dodger dogs. I could have used a couple, you know. I think we all could have used a couple Dodger dogs in that. That's what Porcello that said, too. He said, well, I said, what, that, do you, what do you remember about that? He's like, I remember I was starving. Oh, my God. Like, and I can say it now because I'm out of it, but I think I've said it before. It was like I've, I never thought I would be in a World Series game and just like – all right, Red Sox, we didn't score. It's the 17th inning. Like, okay, I'm kind of rooting for the Dodgers here to score a run. So we can just go home. We'll win tomorrow, you know? Like, that's kind of where I was at. Like, I started the game at second, and then I ended up in left field. And I was in left field just kind of rooting for the Dodgers at at that point. Like, hey, okay, this is enough is enough. Like, we've got to play again tomorrow, so let's speed this process up. Um, But I think in the moment, man, it was just like, going out again and then like we didn't score oh he's going out again oh he's doing it again like and it just over and over and over and it was like he's at at that point it was like he's not coming out until we either win or we lose right and you know I think all of us were kind of in the back of our minds like dude take it easy you know like you're a free agent like this is big for you um but knowing Nate that probably never crossed his mind. Like he was in it to the end, till we till we won, and he he went out and 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 won it for us, or we lost. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we were on the losing end. But um, I mean, you see the 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 video of him coming off, and everyone standing there waiting for him to come off the field, hugging him, high fiving him, patting him on the back. And as soon as we got to the clubhouse. You know, it wasn't like a somber, oh, shit, we just lost this game. It was like AC had us ready to just celebrate what Nate had done for us. And that was a huge point in the series for for everyone, I think. I mean, obviously, it saved our bullpen, um, and we were able to, you know, to to finish it out the next two games. But um, Nate is a freaking legend for that. And I mean, he continues to go out and perform and um, just one of the best human beings you'll ever meet in the game and a top 
CY said it on MLB Network, a top three teammate for him. He's like, which is, that's wild for me to say because uh, position player, pitcher, you know, but he is, man. Like, I don't think anyone that's ever played with him will tell you or can tell you a, a, a bad thing about Nate as a, as a pitcher, as a person, as a teammate, as a father, as a friend, as a husband. So, um, he's an easy guy to root for. Um, and to see him go out and, and, and throw the way that he's been throwing is, is so much cool to watch. It's just so cool to watch. And so the weird thing is that you, I don't know, I don't imagine you knew him or knew him very well before he was traded in July of that year. So it was only a couple months, right, that you were around yeah. him. And I don't know if, if you had a good sense of by then of what he was and who he was and what he could do. Um, because remember Brock in that year in September, he was struggling, man. Like he got off to this unbelievable start. I think two eight inning shutouts. I mean, I'm sorry, two uh, appearances of eight innings and he shut out both times. Um, and then he struggled September and then he hit the postseason and like, boom, there it was. So I don't know if you get that sense, like, Hey, this is what we have in this guy or this is who he is by then or not. So, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, everybody talks about, you know, everything leading up to that. But I think at that point in his career, I think, you know, as players, we're like, dude, this guy is good. You know, like regardless of how he's pitching in September leading up to the postseason, it's like he throws 100. He's got a nasty split. He throws strikes like he's he's good. Right. So it's like it's one of those things where I don't think anyone really thought like, oh, he's struggling. This isn't going to be good for us. It's like, oh, Nate's pitching. Like, we've got a chance, you know? It's like the, the, the whole David Price thing, too. It's like, you know, everyone talked about his struggles in the postseason. Like, give me David Price in the postseason anytime, right? Yeah. Because, like, he's good. He's a good pitcher. Like, has he had bad outings? Yes, but um, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to lean towards – you know, more so of like what what you've done throughout your career as opposed to what you've right. done lately. It's, I also, know, I know it's it. also how you feel as a teammate. I mean, I can, you know, it's how you guys feel. You guys know better, honestly, yeah. than we do. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's like, yeah, I didn't know Nate, you know, you know, obviously he got traded over and, and came to us late, but I, I always knew that my damn Nate, like I don't want to face him, you know. So yeah. like as a as a as a player, it's like, dude, this guy's got unbelievable stuff. Like he's going to be just fine. And and when he's on the mound, we've got a chance to win. So um, I don't think that ever crossed anybody's mind. Um, I mean, I think he struggled this September too. Granted, he he was coming back from an injury and he didn't rehab. You know, he just kind of got back into the big leagues and kind of rehabbed his way to where he's at now. But Give him the ball anytime, any day, anytime, and he's going to give you a chance to win. And that's all you can really ask for. So I, I had said this, Brock, you know, listen, I mean, negotiations are negotiations and de- t- decisions are decisions. And, you know, they you get to this point, sorry, you made a bad decision by not prioritizing Nathan Ovaldi. It just is. It's just, it's, so it is what it is. But you – to have a guy, to have a pitcher 
in the postseason or in an important game that you don't have any doubt about, about how they're going to handle it. As a player, holy mackerel, because in 2013, you went through, the, you guys, you know, Lester, right? It's like um, you've had seen from afar other guys. That guy is going to act absolutely deal when it counts the most. And I tweeted out after the first inning last night, I said, here we go, playoff Nate. And and I had every confidence that he was going to end up exactly where he did, giving up one run over six and something innings, and there it is. As a player, that must be like, that is priceless, man. Well, I mean, it, it at that point, it's like, I mean, I, everything's so numbers-driven now, you know, and like analytic, analytically driven. But it's like, those, guys like that are so important to – a clubhouse to a pitching staff, like he's going to take the ball. Um, and you know what you're getting from him. Um, and, and that's huge, especially for like, you know, if you've got a team that that's, that's young, you know, a young pitching staff to watch a guy like Nate go about his business. Um, he's going to talk you through some stuff. He's going to help out. Um, he's a good teammate. He's good in the clubhouse. Like all that stuff should matter when it comes to, um, money when it comes when it comes to money <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to like looking at a player and and whether or not we should re-sign him or sign him or whatever like when you have a guy like that and you know who he is it it, it makes it harder to understand how you didn't bring him back or or re-sign him or want him want him to be a part of your team um, and he's shown it this year with the Rangers. Um, I mean, you listen to guys talk about him as soon as he got in the clubhouse. He's he's going to the bullpens of guys in spring training and washing up. He's talking to them after. He's like a he's he's like a, a backup pitching coach, right? Like he's he's watching them. He's 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 teaching them things. He's asked, you know, he's you know, if they've got questions, they're going to Nate. Um, he's just one of those guys, man. Where you want him on your team. Um, I mean, like I said, he he goes out and he shows, you know, he shows up in the postseason, the biggest in the biggest games, and I mean, seven innings, no walks, um, you know, and I, you know, I get kind of, you know, gave him a little hard time with that text message, and he comes back and he's like, well, yeah, I, you know, I had a couple of couple of bats here where, you know, ten pitch at bats, I should have, you know, just executed my pitches better, but like, um. He's a gamer, man. He's a gamer, and and he he's fun to watch. You know, he threw, and he's, he threw, he's he, fun to watch. He's easy to root for. He threw more. I think I saw CJ Nikowski tweet this out. I think he threw more strikes than last night than anybody like in the postseason and whatever last ten years or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. here's a message to Nate Evaldi. You're you're good enough. Don't worry. We love about you. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Uh, all right. Yeah. La- last couple of things is number one. I want to. This is going to be a tough one because, like, I don't. I want a good Nate Evaldi story, but I obviously I don't want the. This is happening on the field, and he did this. I, like, and and Nate is like, you know him. I know him, but you know him better. And he's he's sort of like a a you know soft spoken business you know, all business guy, you know, he'll smile when someone tells a joke, 
but he's not yeah. going to follow it up with a, probably another joke. Um, but so if you have any good stories at all, and then I want your best because you also have to re- represent the state of Texas in your Rangers, your best Ranger story as a fan or as a player. Um, so we'll start with uh, – Am I putting you on the spot too much? Do you want, do you need me to keep no, talking? I mean, so you it, think about yeah, it? yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking right now, man. Nate is just. I'm trying to think of a, a specific, a specific Nate. Like what? What do you like? Bench press five hundred pounds. That, well, that's as soon as you as soon as you told me that, like that's what I was thinking. It's like you see this guy <laughs> go out and throw, you know, the way he, you know he goes out and pitches or whatever, and then he goes straight to the weight room and he's deadlifting like every weight in the in the gym you know it's like oh okay that's probably why you know dude he's a freak the guy's a freak man like just super strong just an absolute horse and um but like you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it if you didn't see it right like obviously he's he's built well and and you could tell on the mound but it's like just his personality and stuff like you, you wouldn't know that he's an animal like that without actually seeing it with your own eyes. Yeah. Um, um, but I think for me, man, Nate, just in general, I've said it over and over in this, in the, the short time that we've been talking about, it's like, he's just an easy guy to easy guy to root for. And regardless of where he's at, what team he plays for, what he's doing, it's like, you want him to be successful. Um, and whenever you hear a teammate talk about him, it's always, in a positive light and it's like this guy is awesome and i think that that speaks volumes um to who he is um he's always asking about asking about the fan your family and how are you doing and how's Lakin and how are the boys like it just he's just a good person man and it's it's fun to watch guys like that be successful and 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 do the things that he's he's yeah. been doing so like hey, i said hey. man i'm I, I root hard for Nate Uvalde and um, you know, he's one of my he's one of my my favorite teammates that I've ever had. And um I think a lot of people would say the same thing. And he responds to your text too, which is another Oh, know, absolutely. Yeah. Cap. I mean that's that's to me like that's it. Let's go. Um so little Brock Holt going to Rangers games is the last thing, Brock. Little Brock Holt going to Rangers games, maybe you have a favorite memory. Maybe it's when bigger Brock Holt was playing for the one of the uh, the most memorable teams in baseball history, the 2021 Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, the Double A Rangers that year. That's you had, we, hey, we might have been. Yeah. We might have been the High A Rangers that year. You you had a good. All I remember this is that you tortured the Red Sox. You had a good game. You beat the Red Sox one game. So Joe, man, I'm like, listen, dude, you guys chose uh, Jonathan Arauz over me. Like, you could have done better. I'm. <laughs> That's probably why you're gone. <laughs> uh, so you got a good um, one? No, I think, yeah, I think, dude, I have a lot of memories, man. Like just going to the park, um, growing up, uh, I had different, I had different favorite players every year um, when I was younger. Um, Rusty Greer was a big one for me. Um, Royce Clayton, I loved Royce Clayton when he played short for the Rangers. Um I caught a foul ball from Royce Clayton one oh, time. You did? I remember that. Yeah, that was. Is cool. that your only one? As I think that was the only. Yeah, I think that's the only foul ball I've ever caught as a fan. Um, so I remember that. But the Rusty Greer thing. Um, me and my dad went to um, 
Kenny Rogers perfect game. Ooh, whenever he threw a perfect game for the Rangers. Um, so that was that's that's a memory that I look back on. That's that's you know obviously I don't remember much about it. I was young, but um, remember going to the game with my dad and Rusty Greer making a uh, couple diving catches, um, real good catches to 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 help preserve to help save the the perfect game. So um, getting to be in attendance for that was pretty cool. Um, and then obviously, regardless of how bad we were uh, in twenty one, I think just playing for you know, playing for your childhood team, your favorite team growing up was, was cool for me. Um, just getting to be a part of it, um, putting on the Texas Ranger uniform, you know? So, um, like I said, um, Boston, Boston's home, Red Sox are my team, but, um, yeah, I'll always have a little bit of Texas Ranger in me and, 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 and root for them. So it's, it's fun for me to see some of these guys that, that I played with, um, you know, because that was a big thing when I was there. It's like, hey, man, I hope y'all get get the opportunity to to be on a winning team and to have a winning winning organization, winning team, and 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 get to the playoffs and and, and they're getting to experience some of this. So it's it's fun to watch guys like Nathaniel Lowe, um, who I'm a big fan of, get to, get to do it. Um, some of the other guys that that were there when I was there, uh, Adolis Garcia. Um, yeah, could I'm you see? Could they, you see? Got, could you see that they were going to be good eventually? Um, I I had conversations with John Daniels when he was there, um, and even even see why. And I'm like, listen, I, I could see it, but I knew that there had to be some additions. Right? It's like you're only as good as the players you you have on on the field, the roster that you, you create. Um, so in conversations that I did have with JD and, and see why I'm like, you guys got to get some, you guys got to get some good players in here that like play every day and like mm-hmm. who veteran type players. Cause when I was there, like I was the only, I was the oldest guy on the team and I was mm-hmm. 30, I guess I was 30, that was 21, 33. Yeah. I was the oldest guy on the team. Um. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Um, Jordan Lyles had more service time, but he was younger than me. Um, Kyle Gibson was there, but he got traded. Um, Ian Kennedy, same thing. Um, but after those guys got traded, I was the oldest guy on the team. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm the veteran. And like, I should probably be a little, a little bit more vocal and like kind of lead guys a little bit better and, and show them kind of how to do things. But there's a difference between Brock Holt, who signed a minor league deal to come play here and d- doesn't even play every day, like being that guy, as opposed to when you had Adrian Beltre here playing third base every day, hitting third. Like mm. there's a difference there. So like, you need some guys like that. And then they go out and sign Seeger and Simeon, who play up the middle every single day, right? And then they sign guy, they sign Nate the next year. Um, 
So I knew that they there needed to be some changes in in, in roster construction. Um, some guys that they had were good players, um, like Nate, um, Nathaniel. Now, um, Adolis was great for us in twenty one. Um, set set rookie records for home runs and RBIs for the Rangers. So like, you know, you plug those guys in and take some pressure off of them with guys like Seager, with guys like Simeon. Um, and then you needed some pitching and, and they went out and went out and got it. But um, that was a thing. Like some of the guys, like when, when I was there, Isaiah Kiner Palefa would ask me every bus trip, dude, what's the difference, man? What's the difference between teams like, you know, guys like us and then like the Red Sox where you guys won. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you want me to be honest? I was like, good players. Right. Like, like you're like, we had good players. Like, yeah, I, I, I had some good, good moments for the Red Sox, but like, I wasn't expected to do much. Right. It was like, whatever I gave you was, was bonus. Like we had Mookie, we had JD, we had Bogey, we had Devers at that time. He was young, but, um, Jackie, Benny, like we had good players, man. And, if you have enough good players that, you know, you, you've got to have the superstar guys who play, who play every day, who, who put up numbers. Um, but then those role player guys are, are become just as important um, in, in winning teams. And um, I think CY has done a great job of going out and getting guys that he wanted yep. and guys that would, that would be able to come in and, and do what they needed to do. And Seager and Simeon, I don't think he gets much better up the middle than those two. Um, and then add the pitching, add the pitching that you've added. Um, I mean, you think about it, if everybody was healthy, you'd have DeGrom, Duvaldi, oh, Scherzer. Like, it'd be a different, it'd be a different, completely different team, right? Um, but I think they've done a good job of, you know, calling guys up. Obviously, um, Josh Young, he was he was kind of, he was kind of right on the verge when I was there, um, and they liked him a lot. He just had a couple, you know, couple freak injuries happen to where it kind of slowed his slowed his development, and his his getting to the big leagues a little bit. Um, but now he's up there, and granted, if he he didn't get hurt, he might have won Rookie of the Year this year. That Evan Carter kid that called up twenty one year old kid. Yeah. So like you've got guys, but but if you want to win, like you've got to look at your roster and be like, okay, we need this you know and if that's available and free agency like you go out and you get it um that's why I lo- that's why i love dave dombrowski so much because he literally like he looked at the roster he's like all right we're pretty good but we need we need another big bat in the lineup dh all right let's go jd or jd's available all right let's get him you know like we need another starter all right well, we can trade for sale we yeah. got to give up Johan moncada for him deal Give, yeah. give me sale, right? Yeah. Like, oh, Kimbrel, we need a closer. All right, let's go get the, the greatest closer of all time. <laughs> I told, right? I, t- I tell this. I, I've been saying this a lot lately because obviously, uh, how team building happens has been in, in the news and in conversation. I said Dombrowski literally said we're going to trade for a closer and we're going to sign a starting pitcher. Next thing you know. He's outbidding everyone by $40 million for David Price. And he's trading like five guys for Craig Kimbrell. 
And yeah. you know what? The only guy that came back, Mar- Manuel Margot had to go to a whole other organization to be useful. Exactly. So that's that's the thing, man. Like everybody, like granted, like you need, you need prospects, right? You need guys that, you know, cause all these guys who are successful now in the big leagues, who are superstars, they were once prospects, but there's a lot of prospects who don't. No, you gotta out. pick, you gotta, that's right? what Dombrowski did too. He picked the right ones. So, but yeah. And it's like, give me, give me a major league, a really good major league baseball player who's proven it over a prospect that I know nothing about. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to pan out or not. Like give me a major league player who's proven it year in and year out over a prospect. Like you can't trade away all of them because you need some of them. Like Mm. you have to have some good young players be able to come up and, and help your team, you know, like, I mean, that's kind of the way we were built with the Red Sox. Like, we had the veteran guys who had been there, you know, the David Ortiz's, the Dustin Pedroia's. But then you start calling up the Mookies, the Jackies, the Bennies, and and they get to be around those guys. And then you add free agents from here and there. Like, okay, look, we've got these guys. We've got the veteran guys. We, we need a few more pieces. These guys are available. Like, let's add them. And they've got to be the right guys, man. Like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. You can't just go out and get good players and, you know, think that it's going to, like, camaraderie and, and, and clubhouse culture, like, that matters big time in the grand scheme of things. It's like, you go out and, and, and add, you know, like when we when we had Hanley, like Hanley played well for us, but like as soon as as soon as we as soon as he we got rid of him, like the clubhouse was completely different mm. and so much more positive, better vibes. Like it, it, it matters. Like um, so, and, and I loved Hanley. Like Hanley was Hanley was great, but um, but it's you just- got to have like. It's like one bad egg can 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 right. ruin it for everybody, you know. It's read, it's reading the room, right? I mean, you have to read the room, mm-hmm. and that's that's why you could be a GM. I think you could be a GM. I'm gonna say you know, right I'm gonna now. call Sam. I'm gonna call Sam Kennedy whenever I get off the phone here, and and I hear they're looking. So, um, well, listen, uh, I'm trying to get involved, man. I, I want to be involved. Um, to get back involved somehow, and obviously, like. I've been trying to get back to Boston. I've been not moved back to Boston. I, you know, if, if the Holtz ever moved anywhere other than where we're at right now, it would be back in Boston just because we loved it so much. But I've been trying to get back to Boston and and the Red Sox organization for, since I left, you know, like I never wanted to leave, um, in, in after 19 season, like I wanted to resign there. I wanted to end my career there. Um, so I've been trying to get back and, um, We'll see what happens, um, but I want I want to get back involved somehow, and um, you know I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to test out kind of that, just get get my foot in the door and try and try and see what that that side of things is like the front office side, you know, because I would love to be back in uniform and 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 helping out on the field and coaching and stuff, but right now I I. Being at home with the boys in Lakin is, is is that that's more important to me than than anything else, and and um, 
I uh, I just can't can't jump back into that schedule right right the second. You know, I, th- I think you, I think you'd be good at it. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here and I'm staring at you. Like I I actually think you'd be good at it. So I will write you a letter of reference. Yeah, and write me your letter of recommendation. Send it to whoever. I don't know if you sent who you send that to, but well, I don't um, I don't know either because. <laughs> just send it. Just send it to Fenway Park. Someone will read it. <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Yeah, Brock Holt. Uh, Brock Holt is the best. He should be a. GM. Yeah, he's the best. He should be, do something. I don't know <laughs> what. Shoot, give him, a, give him a give him a freaking hot dog. Uh, <laughs> hot dog. Do you want me? To, do you want me to? Do you want me to send it where I cut out the letters of a magazine like a hostage? <laughs> yeah, do whatever you have to do. Man. <laughs> right. Do whatever you have to do. All right. Well, listen. You're a Texas legend. You're a, you're a legend in multiple states and multiple you, areas. Hey, you know who's a legend? You know who's a legend though. Look, I I put this shirt on specifically for this. Um, since Joe Kelly is your author, yeah, your co-author. This yeah. is Ashley. This is Ashley. She's she made me this shirt. It's women. It's my woman crush Wednesday. <laughs> so I put this on the shout out Kelly family. But um, uh, but is it was that, a big. Is that, big, is that, big, is that her? Is that her? That's her. That's her. That's her. Okay. I mean, I think it's supposed to be her. <laughs> um, but so it was a kind of a joke, like um, that. Joe Joe was was Lakin's man crush Monday. And 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 Ashley was my woman crush Wednesday, <laughs> so I think they they had us they had these shirts made, and um, I think Lakin has one with Joe on it, but I don't I don't know if she still got it, but I'm I'm never get I'm never getting rid of my Ashley my Ashley Kelly shirt. Can you believe this is like again? I I was out there Brock a couple of weeks ago, and you walk into the gate, you literally walk into the gate, and there's this thirty foot wall. Of Joe Mar- Kelly. Mar- Mar- mariachi Joe. Mariachi Joe. Yeah, There's a 30-foot mural of a, of a middle relief pitcher. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Just well, the impact he's just the impact he's made just from being Joe, right? Like yeah. he's awesome. Well, we'll uh we'll all get together and uh again, I appreciate your time and your expertise and your awesomeness. So thank you. Absolutely, Rob. Always, always love talking to you, man. You're one of my favorites.